2: Hi, talkers. Happy Monday. Not too bad outside at that. We're hanging out with Lori, and we've got special guest hosts with us. Brittany's into today. How's it going, Brittany?
0: Oh, Brittany, witch. This is my favorite place in the world to be. I love Coming here. It's been a long time, Brittany. It's- I haven't done a show with you since like February. Well, I well, I, we did one when you were in Hawaii. Yes, you were here for me. Yep, oh I guess, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was here for you. And did we do it one day together? We did one day long together. Distance. Yep, yep. Over the
3: ocean. Yep, yeah, over the ocean.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, the and yeah, I I just feel like every time it's so funny, I get a text from you guys and I just run. To my planner. Oh, you're and nice. And I'm like, how I... can I figure out who can watch Go-Go? I'm coming over immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, I just love being here. And the weather is getting nicer, you guys. Hope is springing eternal. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Even though, you know, we're in a light, we're in a Mercury Enough. retrograde. Oh. So
1: oh. just oh.
3: be cool about everything. I'm not going to
0: make any big decisions. Nope. I have no big decisions to make. Um, I, I, yeah, I'm going to be in a chill mode, Okay, good. but I am loving, like I love when it's good enough weather. To not have to layer up to go on a walk, yeah, like no kidding, just go out in a sweatshirt. That's all I ask. I'm not asking for a lot, of people. That's right. <laughs> don't want a pool. I don't want a boat. I just want to be able to walk without snow
3: pants. All right. Well, we got to get to our weekend claims to fame. Uh, anybody have one? You,
2: Grant, you go first. Um. Yeah. So let's see here. Friday, I went to uh, I went to the Twins game Friday night when not a lot it was snowing. So that's my second time being at a sporting event this year outdoors oh, where it has sh- snowed. So, I gotta admit that's kind of unique, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um spent some time with some friends and uh, and their kids this weekend, so I kind of played babysitter on Sunday, which was fun. I was you know running around with the kids while everybody else was hanging out and yeah, got to, got to be a kid for about twenty minutes. But the one thing I have to say, I binged class of two thousand and seven on Amazon Prime. I posted the trailer for everybody to get a refresher. It came out about a month ago
4: mm-hmm.
2: its just an idea. it's about twenty girls trapped in their old boarding school. From a high school reunion as the world kind of goes into like a tidal wave apocalypse. And they're stranded in their oh, own this
3: sounds right at my alley. boarding school,
2: dealing with their old high school bullying and, and growing up. Oh, my God. It was it's good. So funny. 35 minute long episodes. There's 10 of them. You can crush it. And it, and I we, we talked about it when it first kind of hit the the noise, but I just I found I stumbled upon it and I seriously enjoyed myself for a good, good. Saturday evening with the class of two thousand seven.
0: And um, how many episodes are there?
2: Ten. Ten. That's it. So That's
0: perfect. It's yeah. perfect. 30, Do you have
3: a claim to fame this weekend or were you just chasing go-go all over the place? Uh, mostly
0: chasing go-go, but we um we did go to a cake auction. Um one of the neighbors church was having a cake auction. I dropped some cash on a cake. Like I got the fever. <laughs> like I'm embarrassed to tell you under 50 but over 30. We'll oh just God. say. But it is a good cause. and Was it like, an amazing cake? You know what? Like it's rare that I can be in the mix for an auction, you know? Like it was still in my level of. Yeah. The, and so I was like, I'm embarrassed to say what I was gonna go to. Yeah. Like You're I, willing to go to a hundred bucks? Yeah, and it was made by a teenage boy. <laughs> That's the
2: beauty of an auction. It was, it's it addicting. Was,
0: it was so good, but like it was probably the most I've spent on a cake in a while. And then also, um, so I'm on the board for the Lake Minnetonka triathlon and we've been doing meetings for that. And our big thing lately is getting volunteers. Mm-hmm. So if you want to come do something fun, that's it's not till June seventeenth, but I'm trying to get volunteers for that. So that was a big thing for this weekend. Is
2: there any like way that I can if you want to give <gasps> me something, I could post it so people can yes. get information. Just send it to me and, and I'll put it up on our show page so people can but go Grant. there.
0: You know who you would, you would love it. Oh,
2: it's so, nice. I was going to
0: say,
3: you should volunteer. You and Lil are- Don't look at me. I okay. Trust <laughs> me, I know
0: my audience. It's early in the morning.
3: And you it's t- Father's Day weekend, so yeah. oh, okay. that's
0: Grandma's marathon. Oh, yes. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so fun because it's like the energy you get off the runners, but you don't actually have to do it. Mm-hmm. And you get to write on people, like that's my favorite task because you can talk <laughs> to them and like you write like numbers on them and they're all excited and some are nervous, but it's so fun. Fun, cool. Because you get all the energy and you don't have to do the raise. I love it. So yes, I will. I'll send, send you that. Oh, yeah, thank perfect. you. Perfect. I'll no, put thank, it up. Thank you, Greg. But I also feel like I'm going to make like volunteer. two
3: hundred volunteers. How many? Fifteen. I don't volunteers? even know. I
0: just said I was going to try, and so I've been randomly talking to people, and now I'm telling you. Now guys, you're but,
3: randomly talking out loud on on, on one of the <laughs> biggest radio stations and, in the world. And I mean, yeah. <laughs> and I'm telling you.
0: It's a vibe like we have fun. I go in the super early in the morning and we have a blast and there's I don't know what it is. It's like so it's always warm and I don't know. I'm such a sucker for
3: group events listen i you know i go up and watch grandma's marathon every year just spectate at the end it's yeah. exciting. so fun yeah. why is it so it's because we don't have
0: to do it we just yes. get to relax we get to take that energy okay what's your weekend claim to fame
3: uh i'm gonna say going to a very crowded packed first avenue uh for the suburbs played and the hang-ups open but the suburbs were as always on fire on point oh. they did a couple of print songs, you know, at the end of the show, Chan and the rest of the band just sounded you know phenomenal, so that was super fun, other than I have a hot foot, you know, I have one foot that gets hot, and so we were right down up front, yeah, in the middle, and i i, I guess it's I'm gonna say it's a testament to my uh my core power, I was able to take off my one shoe and stand one-legged <laughs> oh
4: my God. with my foot on the other
3: one and didn't lose my shoe. Did you touch the ground <laughs> no. with the other one? Okay,
0: which is impressive because Very. I've been at First Avenue in the daylight You do not want to touch that crowd. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. yeah. And we were kind of, there were a lot of people around us, so I had support in standing up straight. (laughs) Um, When's the last time, was that packed that you were there? Probably the last time I saw the suburbs there, which was like a year ago. That's so cool. Yeah, and then the show I binged this weekend was Yellow Jackets. Oh. Five episodes of Yellow Jackets. And what did you think? Just Uh, as good? It's better than the first (gasps) season, because everything is kind of coming... Together, and I will. This is not a spoiler, but Christina Ricci in episode four, it's a flashback to the girls are you know they're where their plane crashed and they're in this cabin, and they're just they've been there for day you know months and Uh they're doing different performances and and Christina Ricci care her character she's kind of the weirdo girl Yeah, yeah she does line by line. Of Sally Fields as um Shelby's mom in steel magnolias at the funeral. Oh. I'm so I mean wow it, it was word for word and at one point the camera went to another room and you could hear it and it sounded like Sally Field
1: on oh, wow. the TV. That's so it's so, like Christina what Ricci. A
3: scene. She could submit that for her Emmy nomination. I mean, it was how she if people remember that, if you've seen Magnolias a lot. That's an epic
0: scene. I gotta watch. I, I, every time you talk about Yellow Jackets, I'm like, okay. Because oh. we do the pivoting of the different um, streaming services. Mm. Like right now, we're in Apple TV and we're doing the Ted Lasso thing. <laughs> yeah. And we're gonna pivot. Now we have to pivot to Hulu after Ted Lasso because yeah. I'm dying to see the Yellow Jacket. It's so up my alley. It's it
3: gruesome is. It and is. girl
2: and all these things. Yeah. I love it.
3: It's, it's very, very good. And Elijah Woods makes an appearance. Yes, he's got
2: a few. I think he's going to be continuously doing a four or five episodes maybe. He something showed like up this. in
3: episode three and he was in four and five and it's kind of an unexpected uh, storyline that's happening. But yeah, that, sh- that was my binge of the week. I
2: love it. I'm jealous. I was going to wait for that one until the end, but after hearing that, now that I've got six, I think I could do six. Yeah. Because I'll have six after Sunday or this Sunday. And they're, so.
0: they're an hour long, right? Yeah. So that's, that's a good yeah. amount of time.
3: Alright, listen, we come back. It's our story we can't get enough of. This author sat down with the, uh, the folks at GMA this morning. It was epic interview. We're very excited about this movie. Uh, we'll be, we'll be right back.
0: Lori and Julia here to talk divorce once again with Ann Tressler from Tressler Law the topic of timing comes up. Is there a right time to get divorced? It's so sad anyway, but does this concern other couples?
4: People do ask me that question. Some people think I'll wait till the kids are out of school and get their finals and it'll be summer. Or I get the opposite. They say, well, I want to get them back in school and they're in the routine. And so the timing tends to revolve around kids more often than not. And the reality is that for most people, it's simply a personal decision. The only time I say you need to move sooner rather than later is when you're concerned about physical safety of anyone in the family, or you're concerned the other side may be depleting money.
3: If timing is something that people are worried about, will you be able to address that in the free one-hour consultation? Absolutely.
4: As a matter of fact, during the consultation, when you're getting more facts about each specific case, that's when you can decide whether or not the timing really is a priority in that particular matter. For
0: your free one-hour divorce consultation, call Tressler Family Law. Find them online at trustlerlaw.com or use my talk keyword divorce.
3: Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, it's Brittany Biatch. She's filling in for Julia. <laughs> <Rich>. <laughs>
0: and
3: uh And uh, Julia's just having a couple of days off. And um, this morning on GMA, Margaret, uh, I mean, not Margaret, uh, Judy Bloom was on the show. And, of course, she is the American writer of children's young adult and adult fiction. She began writing in 1959. She's published more than... 25 books. That's and among crazy. Her best known works, of course, are Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret, which is epic book, but lots of Forever, Tales of Fourth Grade, The Summer Sisters, Super Fudge, f- many, many books. So I have not really. I know there's a documentary that's coming out. I think it's on Hulu about Judy Bloom and her life, but she does not. Do much for interviews. she's yeah. eighty five years old and lives in Key West you know nice. and she looks so cute all the get all the hosts of uh, GMA were out with her. but here's the uh, first one and uh yesterday on CBS Sunday morning they did a really great interview with uh, Rachel McAdams, who plays the mom and are you there, God? it's me Margaret and by all accounts, from reviews that have printed, this movie is fantastic. It opens this Friday, so here's uh, Judy talking about uh, the film adaptation of the book.
1: <laughs> so classic, Judy Bloom. welcome. So great to have you here. Thank you. Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret, written more than 50 years ago. You were always reluctant to make it into a movie. What made you say yes? Well, I, you know, I got a wonderful letter there are a lot of wonderful letters, but this one came from Kelly uh, Freeman Craig. And at the end, she said to me, oh, like, by the way, I, um, I wrote and directed the movie Edge of Seventeen. And I'm mm, like, yes. wait. great movie. What? Mm. That's a great movie. I saw that movie. This is the first time I've ever had, you know, someone ask me, can we make the movie with that kind of credential? And to top it off, she said, my mentor is um, James L. Brooks. Oh. And he is with me the whole time, and he would be with me. And can we come to meet you in Key West? And I'm like, yes, <laughs> me in Key West. But I think by the end of that lunch, we all knew we were going to do it. And your verdict on the movie? I love it. Aww. I wouldn't yeah. be here. I wouldn't be putting myself through all this, mm. although you're great fun, <laughs> if I didn't love this movie. I, I may be you know, one of the only authors who says this movie is better than the, wow. Than the book? Wow. And wow. I, that's I mean high praise. it. And wow. I mean, in certain ways, because you get to meet all the adult characters. Yeah. It's great
3: yeah so, I mean, that's pretty unbelievable. <laughs> that's, high praise. That's a, when you hear an author say that. Never. Never. N- never. Um, and then uh, here, of course, anyone who's read the book, Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. Or, <laughs> you know, because Judy Bloom, you know, she wrote about everything, but in this book, of course, there is an exercise there is a a little chorus that Margaret and her friends they're desperately praying to God for all kinds of things, including boobs. <laughs> Still today, reading it. It was very
4: pivotal um, in in so many of our lives. And you decided to not only, you know, you're Judy Bloom, but you produced Judy Bloom, producer on the movie. Um, And I love that you were very particular in getting one scene right. We must.
1: We must. <laughs> we must. We must increase. Uh, you on know, the I know better. I know better I can't than. To you see. went all the way on that. <laughs> if, you've read the book,
4: if you're no. a young girl and you've read the book, it sticks with you. <laughs> and I get that you wanted to get it right.
1: But because I was sitting next to one of the real producers, Julianne Sell, and I was there on the set and watching it on the monitor. And suddenly the girls started to do this. I must, I must, I must increase my buzz. And I'm like, wait, stop, <laughs> Julie, you're doing it the wrong way. That's the way Kelly did it when she was growing up. You know, she, nobody told her. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and six one since that matters. And
0: what do I even say other than, hey, <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now.
1: Hi, everybody. This is Adriana
3: Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you
1: listen to your podcasts. Heard the right way, right. so everything stopped and I gave them a little demonstration Um, (laughs) um, 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 um. because there's a way that you do
3: it it. you know you can pull your arms back or the hand thing it's kind of it's kind of cute and the girls are just screaming and you know I mean well this next clip I was glad that I think George asked her this because you know Judy Bloom is a beloved author but she's also been an author who's been banned yeah. You know, she's written about religion, menstruation, yeah. g- going through puberty, all these things. I mean, Florida wants to ban schools from talking about menstruation. I mean, what would Judy Bloom have to say about that? This, it's just like unbelievable. So they do ask her about the controversy around the that. uptick, yeah. really, on books that are being banned in certain places.
1: It is so hard to believe that your books are still being banned in so many places. Oh, banned books. You know, I went through the 80s, and we thought the 80s, that that might be as bad as it would get. We're America, right? We're supposed to have um, intellectual freedom. And now it's back, and it's worse. It's worse because it's coming from the government, Mm. and it's coming from elected legislatures. And I happen to live in Key West, which we deny is in that state, <laughs> but hey. the truth is, you know, it is in Florida. We yeah, the backlash has been just incredible. Um, it, it is terrible. We have to fight it. We but if to speak out, yell. It is so hard to believe. So,
3: and you know, it is, it is interesting because it's like, why can't you talk about a period? Right? I mean, it is so ridiculous and the more knowledge that people have about their body, you know, and all the less shame, the what I I mean, the the idea... Okay, so it's wild I... Were you, like, in... What grade were you in when you, like, saw a little film or something? I was, like, in fifth grade.
0: Uh, gosh, I want to say... Yeah, so I think it was, like, sixth grade. Fifth sixth yeah, fifth, grade. fifth or sixth grade. They're not showing these... They're not showing films about... I remember they this divided... In first grade. I remember they divided the class, boys and, boys and girls. Mm-hmm. And then when we got in, like, freshman or sophomore year, then we had a whole, the whole Sex health and, class together. Yeah, And, um... You know, I I feel really lucky because I there was a uh, um you know, three boys in my uh family. I there was you know, three brothers, some step and then my stepdad, and there was never a I couldn't talk about it thing. Yeah. I mean, and I we have an um, you know, neighbor girls and my nanny girl like they feel very old. like it's amazing and I listened to like that this was the first time book you guys had about this. And I think No wonder that you guys, there's a whole generation of people who are like, this is the first time we were reading something about this.
3: Well, yeah, I don't know when the book came out. I know the book was always set in the 70s. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure when, what year that she wrote it, because she's been writing since like 1959, but even with... that book you know there were people uh, girls loved it people who read it loved it but there was like oh my god what is she talking about
0: isn't that so sad and like i remember when cosmo was huge cosmo you know the magazine and every every article there was embarrassing stories and there was always going to be one where somebody's period went through their white you know pants they were wearing yeah and so it was like it it wasn't as mainstream as it is now, like we talk about it very openly. I just can't imagine reverting back to anything yeah. but where we're at now. Like, what? In what world? In yeah. what world? I know. It was
2: published in 1970. Um, are we, Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. It's me, Margaret. Okay, it was so published. When it was. First published in
3: 1970. And still, uh, you know, sells like crazy. Yeah. Anyway, she was just really, oh, awesome. really delightful. Yeah, she was. And I'm glad to see, you know, that people are you know into the movie and liking the documentary yes and-,
0: and that she is proud of it yeah and the way it went down that she waited until it was perfect
3: and look at that yeah look at that so i can't wait to see that movie all right listen when we come back well we're gonna check in on the traffic
2: first. yeah
3: hey everybody it's Lori here for chan Hassan dinner theater and spring has definitely sprung and here's a thought looking for something really fun to do how about the chan Hassan dinner theater you can have a great night out with dinner a fabulous broadway musical and now on stage the tony award-winning show the prom it's just here through june 10th so make your plan maybe go this weekend mother's day maybe a week night is going to work for you but it's so great you just park the parking's right there, the food is phenomenal The service is incredible We've seen it, the show's absolutely outstanding Big song and dance numbers um, A modern story that celebrates love It'll lift you up, make you laugh, make you smile The costuming is amazing Everyone, you do not want to miss the prom They also have incredible concert uh, lineups all year long And uh, just go to com. Chanhasson Dinner Theater's always entertaining you Anyway, okay, so, um, well, mm-hmm. this morning we woke up to the news that Dancing with the Stars judge Len Goodman
4: yeah.
3: passed away this weekend at the age of 78. We're going to check in with Lara Spencer at uh, GMA uh, for more on his life and his career.
4: He was the straight-talking British judge who waved his paddle on Dancing with the Stars for a remarkable 31 seasons. <laughs> The one constant throughout the whole thing was that your footwork was bad. Len Goodman making an indelible splash on in the panel with his wry humor.
2: I'm gonna call you the midwife. You keep delivering week after week. Well
4: done. Providing experience and wisdom alongside his wildly entertaining counterparts, Carrie Anna Naba and Bruno Tanioli. I didn't want to sell I didn't want to salsa We live But everybody but else, else! Everybody! Did. Else But he also knew when to let his hair down at the judge's table. Here it comes! It's the test! Len, ultimately retiring from the long-running hit at the end of last season.
3: This will be my last
2: season judging on Dancing with the Stars.
4: His manager telling ABC News, Len died on Saturday evening surrounded by his family in a hospice in Kent. He had bone cancer. He kept his sense of humor throughout his illness and was a true gentleman.
2: He did a wonderful, wonderful job. Oh.
4: This morning, tributes around the ballroom and beyond, pouring in for the legendary dancer, who didn't even begin a dancing career until he was 19 years old. But that didn't keep him from dominating the dance world with a career spanning six decades. Is
3: the muscles, Len. He's all the muscles. No, well, if he's got
2: muscles, he should be able to keep his bloody arm up.
4: Lance fellow, Dancing with the Stars' judge Bruno, posting, heartbroken, my dear friend and partner for 19 years. The one and only ballroom legend, Len Goodman, passed away. I will treasure the memory of our incredible adventures. It was a terrific, happy-go-lucky dance. Thank well you. done. Len Goodman was 78, but to us, always a 10.
1: Uh-huh.
4: He sure was. And when he announced his retirement last November, Len said, quote, I got the re- reputation for being the tough judge because what I see is what I say. And what we say is, Len, you will be dearly missed.
3: And he really uh, was. I mean, he was... The critical poet, like here's another one. It was like watching a stork who'd been struck by lightning. He just (laughs) had these (laughs) ways of putting up stuff. And he really, you could say, if he started his his ballroom dancing career at 19, which is late, it was because he was a welder. So he is really the original Flash dance. Oh, he is. <laughs> well, if you think about it, Alex, the girl, him you know, a she chair. was she was the welder. And I mean, I'm <laughs> just saying anyway. So and during his 20s, Len picked up trophy after trophy. He was on the ballroom dancing circuit in the UK, retired from competing <laughs> in his late 20s, switched to teaching dancing and his reality show Judge Career started on BBC's Strictly Come Dancing which ran from 2004 to 2016 and then Strictly Come Dancing became Dancing with the Stars and that made Len Goodman then a name here and for a while he did both shows yeah. you know, until 2016 cuz he was that debuted on ABC in 2005 Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, it
0: feels like so it feels like odd. it wasn't that long ago. Oh yeah. God. And, yeah, he. I mean, his lines are so good. They're like, so
3: good. You know,
0: you call her the midwife
3: because she delivers
0: week after, after week. week. Like, yeah, that's I so mean, good. He was
3: consistently, he was the one I couldn't wait to hear what he'd say. I would almost always skip over Carrie Ann Yeah. And half the time skip over Bruno, but I never would skip over any of Lynn's. No. Whatever he had to say, because he was just so witty. Witty. He's got perfect Funny. imagery. And, yes. Yeah. yeah. So, what a talent. Will yeah, be 78. So I'm sorry he had to, um, you know, end Dancing with the Stars being streamed over on Disney Plus and having to suffer through Tyra. Yeah, His right. His last three seasons. That's... He did take a couple seasons off here in a couple years. hmm So... Anyway, but he was on last fall when it was streaming. What yeah. was then also Tyra's last season. Yeah, Her yeah, contract yeah. was over. Well, because you had to go make ice cream. Yes, go make ice cream. And <laughs> then on Saturday, uh, Dame Edna Everidge, Uh Dame Edna passed away. Oh. Um, I don't know if you guys know who Dame Edna, 89 years old, Tony Award winning comedian Barry Humphreys, Maybe you can find Dame Edna so people can get the voice. But um, that was
0: like the purple hair, right? Yes, yeah, the that serious so... dotty,
3: disdainful, um, stiletto-heeled, steel-tongued person. And um, Dame Edna was a cultural phenomenon. And whenever Jason, Julia, I probably all the way, there, at some point Dame Edna was here at the State Theater and got to got to go to that concert absolutely is she
2: foul-mouthed at all um i don't I, i've got a lot of stuff here i'm just worried that i'm just curious if because it's comedy i want to make sure
3: yeah most of the stinging barbs are just more you know think uh oscar wilde Auntie May, miss piggy i don't really i can't recall that um Dame, okay. edna average, which is how Australians say average. Um, I can't remember her being
2: blue. Here we go. Let's hear a little bit of her stand-up then. Hello,
3: possums. Hello, darlings. Let me look at you. Oh, you've aged. You've aged tragically. I'm still the same. to believe, isn't it, that it's
0: nine long years since I last stood on a stage in, in this quaint little city of Montreal,
3: one of Canada's best kept secrets, that's what it is, the gateway to Toronto, that's what I call it. <laughs> So I mean, just absolutely hilarious, and Dame Edna. I really realized that Lady Exercise has been influenced by Dame Edna. I was going to say, there's yes. some things pulled from that. Yes, a I didn't even realize percent. how influenced uh, Lady Exercise is by Dame Edna. But um, so
0: as all good things are, collaboration yeah. of experiences and people you've seen. Right. Yeah.
3: Eighty nine years old and had a hipper surgery. And died, I don't know his complications, but 89 years old and died in Sydney. And I did not know about this, but in in the U.S., Dame Edna was ahead of her time because she had a show called Dame Edna's Hollywood. A mock celebrity talk show that was on NBC in the early 90s. Oh. That would play so well right now.
2: Beautifully. Yeah. Hey.
3: And but so, anyway, hello, possums. How could I have forgotten that?
0: And then the man who played Dame M, uh, Edna, his name's Barry, Barry Humphreys, Humphreys. And he had um, another character I feel like I've seen is that drunk, uh, like a a drunk guy. It was like Sir Leigh Patterson. I feel like that's another guy I've seen him do as well
3: i i only know dame edna the star tribune had he was here in 2000 oh i see posing on the as dame edna on the cherry
2: oh that's cool yeah yeah
3: yeah yeah. so it was the broadway show yeah hello possums and he conceived edna as miss in 1955 as mrs norm average
0: And think about how ahead of his time he was to do that. Yeah, right. I mean, it's so good. Right. And the glasses that she would wear. Oh, they're
3: so Yeah, that would be considered a drag performance. Like, who the heck is that hurting? Nobody. Nobody. It's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. Anyway, cultural phenomenon. And I would totally love to see Dame Edna's Hollywood uh, NBC show. That sounds like it would have been a hoot. Yeah, amazing because Dame Edna, of course would only be skewering hollywood if she were to interview anybody she'd be so badly behaved it would be so it funny it would be so exciting it'd be kind of
0: <laughs> like um like between between two ferns like it would have to be that everybody's yes. in on it because you know she's just going to be brutal oh it's, and iconic the look is iconic the glasses iconic yeah
3: the hair the hair The stout bosom. And it must have been a wig.
0: It it must have been a wig, but, like, it looks
3: so good. It's so perfect.
0: It's like It looks like it's attached.
3: It's so good. Yeah. Like, there was love. Yeah, the TV Dame Edna's Hollywood was on from 1991 to 1993. I was very, very single and absolutely not watching any television. But, yeah, it's on maybe Turner Classic Movie. We should try to find
0: some of that. I bet you that's so good. And I bet you... Yeah, I. It was a total to see spoof who, of
3: Hollywood talk shows and sitting
0: on the couch, and especially like because it's out of Australia, right? Some of those Australia sit-down shows are unbearable. Well, this was on NBC. Oh, but it was. It was on NBC. N- N- USA, NBC.
3: Yes. Holy For cripes. two years, yeah. Wow. Where were we? Well, 1992, 92, you were, yeah. 93. I don't know where you, you were You were ready to mingle. Then? Yes, I <laughs> okay. was. I mean, I
2: was. <laughs> I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain.
1: We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item.
2: A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game. And you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out
1: pretty sure that's J Lo. And PS, the person behind all of this is Chris Jenner LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends.
2: Blinded by the item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. <laughs>
0: I've been around for a while but right. Yeah, I wouldn't have been watching that. But you yeah. think we'd seen some clips. We're going to have to find some.
3: One of the longest-lived characters to be channeled by a single performer. Because from 1955 until I think the last when I'm not sure when Dame Edna's last show was, but to me, you know, if you've created the character, it's, it goes with you when you die. So you yes. have it all those years. Yes. But. So rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Dame
2: Edna. I posted um, just now to the website. It's the greatest moments of comedian icon Barry Humphreys, aka Dame Edna. Yeah, and it's put out by the Sydney Morning Herald. They put it out.
4: Oh, yeah, not too long course. ago. So
2: there's about six minutes there, and there's stuff with her working with the Royals with King Charles. I mean, it's she. She. I guess she did a lot of pranks on the royal family. A lot, like I guess I don't know. So there's yes, some funny because
3: st- Australia is in the you know in Commonwealth. The, yeah. So yeah. I,
2: there's some funny stuff in there. I'll post this right now. It's about six minutes long. If you just want to get a good look of some, and some good. And Good laughs. Yeah, you
3: can go check it out. You laugh at Dame Edna. Okay, listen, I mean, I don't know what the hell was happening in the media world, but it's like a real-life episode of Succession that's happening in real life. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. It's uh, Lori here for First Equity Mortgage. And David and the team really are absolute um, uh, wonders when it comes to, you know, holding your hand and helping you out in the process whether you're uh, refinancing maybe you've got um you know an adjusted rate mortgage thing that you've got to take care of this year maybe you're a first time homeowner and you're worried about maybe some credit situations that you've got yourself in you need a little guidance on uh how how you can clean up that credit record first equity they come up with solutions they are here for you real estate agents know who they are they recognize their the name and they are here not to just do a one-off mortgage with you but anytime you need your help so if you need a mortgage solution give first equity a call 763-251-8000 or go to my tech keyword david Speaking of Lizzo, I know someone was who was at the concert on Saturday night in Tennessee and she brought out all the drag queens. Oh, I bet. Had a, oh. Yeah, because yeah, yes. in Tennessee and just yes. passed some. Um, beautiful,
2: beautiful move there. Yeah, yeah,
3: and and, and those it, drag it, queens, they're dangerous. You yeah, know? I know, and and this is from someone who's like, you know, likes Lizzo but wasn't like a super fan and, you know, he really went because the girlfriend, I yeah, think, yeah, like, yeah. and just said, what a phenomenal show. Everyone She's so I know is who
0: goes to a Lizzo's show just yeah. has a blast. Me and Patrick were laughing so hard that when we were um, on air because we were laughing, they would just come up with the people who were saying, "I don't want drag uh, queens to watch my children." No and, one's asking. And that's when to. we were laughing so hard. I was like, "Is that an option?" Is, is that, a like, thing? Like, that was a great. Yeah. That was a great <laughs> like, like I wouldn't leave. I was like, "Where? What are you talking?" It was yeah. just so we were laughing so hard about it. Like to this day, I'm always like. Like anytime I, that comes up, I just think about the idea of like, what was that an option? Yeah. Is there a daycare I'm missing out on? Yeah. Is like, <laughs> is there some fabulous, like I come back with my kid with has got glitter all
3: over her. I remember being like in, I want to say, okay, so we were living In Japan. And so I must have been like in sixth grade Mm because my thinking of my brother and my mom and dad went to a Halloween party and she dressed as a man and he dressed as a woman and she did his. She did my dad's makeup. Oh, I bet they were laughing. And he wore laughing. nylons and a dress, and we thought it was absolutely hysterical. We didn't think of anything of it. No, you know, my mom not. made you've a been beard since. Yeah, my mom made a beard with butter. Oh, for you know, funny. you can put butter on your face and then coffee grounds. <laughs> oh yeah, my god, yeah, a little costume idea. Uh, yeah, and delicious. I'd be at the party like licking my uh, yeah, face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Maybe maybe Crisco mm. and and a beard, but anyway. Okay, so. Uh, and speaking of my mom, so, you know, I call her almost every day on the way to work and she's just like an entertainment correspondent. She's like, so what do you think about the news about Tucker Carlson? I said, what news about Tucker Carlson? I know you, this was all news to me when I came yeah, in. This is like at, you know, noon I'm driving work. She goes, he... He got let go from Fox. And I'm like, what? And she said, and Don Lemon got let go from CNN. And Gayle King says she's getting some show at CNN, but I don't know if she's leaving CBS. I'm like, Mom, let it's, me get to the office. Like, what? I this came sounds in and like was an like, episode of Succession. Like, I, exactly. Like, heads
0: had to roll. They were like, heads. who are the sacrifices we need to make for this? Money was lost. We bled out. Now we have to like, and it was so that way. Like, well, we
3: well, let's let's back yes. up. Okay, so I'm dying. I'm yeah, dying. Yeah, we're back, backing backing yes. up. Last week, um, Dominion. Um, last Monday, Fox News settled with Dominion, mm-hmm. the voting machine company. That yes, in fact, they were big fat liars, and lying about that the election was stolen, that machines were hacked, blah 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 blah. And Fox settled instead of going to trial, and they paid. Almost 800 million to Dominion. And their
0: big part about this was, is during all this, Dominion was like, here are the facts. Like, while they're putting this out, you know, Fox News is putting out these these things and Dominion would would reach out and be like, hey, we need to, we get to show our side and here are the facts. Like, initially, they were like, we just want you to take back what you said. And Fox wasn't even answering them. So it was like, uh, it was like to the point where, it was because such, they
3: were making money, yes, peddling a certain story, lies. which you know. It, but they, but they were not, you know, to try and pretend that you have journalistic integrity, exactly, and knowing that you're absolutely lying, and then in the discovery, they find out, both sides find out. That Fox, uh, the main people spreading the lie, Tucker Carlson, Sean Hannity, who's probably looking over his shoulder today, (laughs) Laura Ingraham, Maria Bartiromo, and that crazy judge Judge Jim Pirro, they all had evidence from their emails that they all knew was a bunch of BS. Yeah. That they knew... That it wasn't a lie, but it brings in ratings. Yeah. It's like red meat. I mean, it was so deliberate. I mean, remember Hitler started out with he was gonna make Germany great again. Mm-hmm. Don't forget how these this kind this kind of lying in the media disguised as journalism is propaganda. It's, well it's dangerous. And it, looks- it is dangerous. So they Fired Rupert Murdoch. When I got in, Rupert Murdoch, it has been confirmed. He personally ordered Tucker Carlson to be fired. He signed a contract two years ago. The speculation is that it was a three-year contract at like $10 million a year. But he fired him and... Shares of Fox went down like five percent, which was like, uh, you know, five hundred. It was a lot, a lot of money on paper. But Tucker Carlson is also a big fat liar about January 6th mm-hmm. and the insurrection. Yeah. And they still are. Fox News is being sued by Smartmatic, another voting machine company. So we've got another hit coming. Do you think it'll be as big <laughs> I have no, no idea. idea. Yeah. I don't know, you know, I mean the, the, the they paid almost a billion dollars to Dominion. Yeah. You know, um but Tucker Carlson has planted this even though he knows that's not true. He's was quoted in an email that he hated Trump. Yeah. And that he thought he was really stupid, you know. Yeah. So so they have that he's also the subject of a sexual um discrimination lawsuit by, by his former executive producer who said oh he was vile and sexist and um racist. And so that's another thing going against him. But Tucker had no idea no one on his team he got into work today. That is like an episode of succession. Uh, and Rupert Murdoch is Rogan Lloyd. Yeah. L- Rogan Logan Roy. Yeah. Um firing firing him had no idea and he was very concerned about the conspiracy theory that Tucker keeps fanning the flames on about January 6th. We it's like Kim Kardashian, it's like the Kardashians telling us they haven't had surgery. I know. We have eyes, January 6th. We have, eyes. 6. We have yeah. eyes, Kardashians. Yeah. We have eyes. We're not stupid. And so um I think he's very, I think, I think Rupert is just like he. Is a horrible person, an absolutely horrible person himself, but he is also ruthless. And this was a ruthless business decision that just came from him. And I'm sure, I'm sure there were people on his board that were saying like, no, no, we're going to lose too much money.
0: Well, you you know, people are
3: we're going to lose. they lost today 690 million dollars with that with the Tucker Carlson shares fell 5% now yeah paper money but it's still the real Fox yeah. news corporation lost another so it is almost 2 billion dollars that they're out for all the line and karma is a patient gangster (laughs) okay she is a patient gangster don lemon apparently he lost uh the staff when he had declared that um nikki haley 50 who's a gop contender for president was past her prime yeah 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 it was like the last straw for his co-workers at cnn he apparently was shocked Completely. He'd been at CNN for uh, 17 years. He went on Twitter and said he was surprised. And CNN shot back and said, You were invited to a meeting this morning. So, <laughs> I mean, it's like, uh, tried I to zoom a, you, you know, in. It's, it's just so wild. good. It's so much drama.
0: And then tell me what he, Tucker, has been fired from before. You were saying that there's... oh
3: he well, he had a show at CNN. He went to CNN, to MSNBC. I mean, you know, this is how a lot of. Th- this kind of show you, you kind of you, you do to... you expect it like yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, Julie yeah. and i we were expecting to be fired from radio you know, like every year for years you actually we're meant to say there's a
0: meeting that you missed this right. morning <laughs> come, and, come and
3: meet the station manager after the show gail king and charles barkley are doing a CNN show like once a week together. Okay, so she's still
2: CNN. That's gonna be awesome. She'll
3: still be at CBS. Yeah, yeah. I
2: love. Yeah,
3: that. I mean,
0: it's m- a drama. Like I love drama anywhere, and I'll take Me- it. Man. Yeah,
3: it's medium mayhem. But yeah, I mean, they that that's seven hundred eighty-seven million plus six hundred ninety million. They lost by firing him too. So you know, but Rupert, Rupert, he's done. He's, he's done. over it. Okay. All right, we'll be back.